welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and do you know what today is? I, (laughs) it's funny, I've been kind of on and, as you know, good listener, I have been on and off with the podcast for a little while, uh, in the past year, COVID, all those, all those fun things threw a wrench in it, and I was uploading last week's episode, the first chapter of the book, only to discover that today's episode is the 198th episode. (laughs) We're like three away, three full episodes away from being at 200. How did that happen? How did that happen? It's wild as I, okay, we'll we'll do a full like review when we get to episode 200. Um, So stay tuned for that. But I kind of just had a moment of Holy smokes. Um, And if you've been a longtime listener since the very beginning, um, thank you. Wherever you joined on this journey, I'm excited to have you. Today's episode, I'm pumped to have Maria Jose join us. Now, I first started following Maria on Instagram, I want to say like a year and a half, two years ago. And for no other reason than her work is absolutely stunning. Like she's such an incredibly creative human being. And that's definitely what pulled me in. She, I am not a fashion person. I think those of you who know me well know I wear like the same Lululemon sweaters I've had for about three years. Um, I really despise buying jeans. So I wear them until they die. Maria is a fashion person. She has absolutely exquisite taste, but beyond that, she is so creative in the content that she puts online. And you can't say that for most influencers. Like, you truly cannot say that. So at first, I was following for the creativity, the beauty of her site. And the more I followed her, the more I absolutely adored the messages that she was sharing about self-care, taking Sundays to be screen-free, uh, how she'd gone through burnout and the journaling prompts that she uh, she does her morning ritual that keeps her sort of aligned. Because I don't know about you, but you don't have to be an influencer to be uh, burnt out or exhausted by being online, right? I was reading this meme the other day where it's like, we wake up and we look at our little screen and then we go to work and we're on our medium screen and we come home at the end of the day and we're on our big screen, like watching the TV while also on our little screen on our phones, like... We're constantly digitally connected. So I found it really refreshing for someone who makes their living from social media to say, hey, even I need a break. We all need a break. And what are the different ways that we can do that? And she's really reflective about about life and how you keep yourself going and motivated and thriving and engaged. And I think you only get that when you've been burnt out, right? When you have lost it, right? Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm kind of like making a mass assumption, but like I find that the people have been, who have been through some stuff have better perspective to share on it. Um, So I'm really excited to have Maria on today to talk about how she overcame her burnout and what that looks like and how she sets herself up for success today. Before we get into the interview, which I'm very, very excited about, um, I just want to say we're on November 9th, which means my book, Stress Less in 90 Days, Your Guide to Beat Burnout, Build Resilience, and Actually Enjoy Your Daily Life, has been out in the world for over a week now. For those of you who have already bought a copy, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means 
the world to me. The number of you who have sent me pictures of um, of your sales uh, uh, or of the purchases, whether it was the ebook or the paperback. I'm so amazed at how many of you got the paperback and the audiobook. I am absolutely touched. I am so excited. If you haven't gotten your copy, um, it's always a great time to do so. You know, Christmas is coming, New Year's, uh, resolutions, all that good stuff. I would just be absolutely honored. Um, when you do get your copies, please, please, please tag me in your pictures on Instagram. It brings such joy and light to my day to see that, that you're receiving these and you're reading them. And then I would also say, if you are reading them, if you did buy a copy, please, please, please leave a review on Amazon. Um, currently there are no reviews for the book because, you know, it's fresh out into the world, but when it starts to get some reviews, uh, some honest reviews, that gives it a little bit more credibility for people who don't know me and who have just happened upon it. So I would really, really, really appreciate that. So again, it's, this was such a, a big journey for me to get the book out into the world. And I really appreciate, uh, everyone's support last week was just a beautiful week uh, of, of, of feeling loved and supported by this community, so I really appreciate it. Okay, so without further ado, let's head into the episode with Maria. Well, thank you, Maria, for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so pleased to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm so excited to dive into the topic. I am pumped to talk about the topic, but also to talk to you quasi in real life as opposed to just on yeah. the gram. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things I love about your account, because I think I first started following you as like, you know, someone from Calgary, you've got this incredible sense of fashion. You are like the most creative person I think I've ever witnessed. And then you start talking about mental health. And having gone mm -hmm. through burnout, which is something I can so closely relate to. And it's one of those mm -hmm. things where I think when a life looks as beautiful as, a, as an Instagram life, right? We don't necessarily mm -hmm. think of people as having gone through those times. So I'm hoping you can like wind us back and set the scene for like how you burned out in the first place. It's so nice to actually hear that feedback because you're absolutely right. I make a point of telling people that, you know, life isn't a highlight reel on my platform because it really, it really isn't. Because when I first started out, I, you know, saw all these like beautiful lives, as you said, with bloggers and the destinations and the food and everything, right? And then you start really understanding that, you know, it takes discipline and it's very long hours to curate all that content. And then obviously, inevitably, you burn out. So if we're going through the very last time that I've burnt out, um, I was in the fourth year of my final um, year of public, my public relations degree. So it was a very big transition period in my life personally, but then with the world as well, right? Because uh, my university had abruptly just shut down because of COVID and our classes transitioned online. Um, 
and everything just kind of geared <laughs> towards that online learning. And, and as we're seeing now, there's a lot of different learning styles and some people like really take to that online learning world. And I was not one of them. <laughs> it was kind of hard for me to transition. And at some point, um, you know, I was doing everything online. So it was school online, work online, and the information overload was just too much to, to bear. Uh, there's only like so many hours that you could stare at a screen and I was definitely just maxing them out. And I was worried about burning out at that point, but you know, when you have a job to do, you have a job to do. Um, and I was instilling some of that self-care routine during that time but it just kind of all got flushed down the toilet it all went out the window and it was just kind of like getting through it until the semester had ended and then after that I just shut down completely and it's interesting right because burnout is can be caused by so many different things right it's emotional it's psychological it's physical like how we all get there is different, but I, I, I think what, as well, what you're saying, like this huge shift and a change in how we live our lives, change is hard, mm-hmm. super hard on Absolutely. our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also remember, so 2020 was obviously a major year for everybody kind of getting woke and, you know, like yeah. even um, Black Lives Matter was at an all time high. And I chose to actively speak on the subject uh, just from like a biracial uh, Black perspective. Um, that's my background. And I experienced a big uh, wave of overload during that time as well. Just, you know, people... DMing and when you open yourself up to discussions like that it invites curiosity and I always welcome discussions but it got to a point where I was waking up at five in the morning and then going to bed at three in the morning just DMing and discussing and sharing my experience and it just kind of built that unrealistic expectation of like giving 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 and that was all in the same year so I'm sure that also really contributed to you know the burnout I I just kind of like reached a threshold of of no return and I went down it it was a really really sunken place that I was in so can you tell me a little bit about that like when you were at that kind of rock bottom what did it feel like what were you able to do or not able to do yeah absolutely so I think number one is the exhaustion it was just you know, unbearable, like no matter how many hours you sleep for, you just feel tired at all times of the day. And I think the scariest part, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Victoria, for someone who is always on the go, if you always find yourself busy, um, you kind of find your self-worth in being involved in projects. And for me, I lost a lot of my drive in that period. And in turn, you kind of lose a part of yourself. So, and no matter how much you, you know, you want to jump back into things, your mind, body, spirit, spirit, like creatively, you're just depleted. And no matter how much you want to go back into it, your body just kind of forces you to stay down, which is the scariest part. Mm -hmm. 
And then it's, you know, if you're constantly exhausted, but you're taking that break, you're like, how do I actually refuel? Right. If, mm-hmm. if rest is not mm-hmm. going to solve it, what will, like, I think that can be very scary as well. Cause you think you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I just remember like sleeping for 10, 12 hours in a day and it just, it's not going anywhere. So, but eventually it did. And I think like actually allowing yourself time to rest. And the, I think the guilt is the hardest thing to overcome just to kind of like, okay, I, I need it. I need the sleep, just sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. So aside from like getting that sleep that you, you needed, what did the recovery journey look like? Cause I don't know about you, but especially like I've had shingles twice, which was entirely stress related. And so I was kind of like, yeah. there was a point where it's like, I can't repeat this process every time. So yeah. what was the tipping point for you of like, I don't want to do this again? I think the biggest thing was just not kind of recognizing myself and that because I it was the worst burnout that I've ever had like I've had several of them Mm -hmm. but this one was just kind of a tipping point of where like okay there's something needs to change this is so counterproductive um and I I need to figure it out and um I actually disconnected from the online world for exactly two months and I can tell you that because um, when you go on like Instagram and you go into your archives um, Instagram saves all your stories and I'm super active on stories and when I go back into my calendar there's just a blank space of two months and I I just knew that like that was my my burnout (laughs) phase um yeah so from November to December towards like the end of 2020 like the craziest year yet there was just nothing so obviously I needed a reset um I started off with a lot of rest um and thankfully I was in a place where I can afford to sleep for like 10 12 hours a day because it was at the end of my school semester so we were going through winter break and then I was basically on that mission to break the cycle after I started feeling like, you know, okay, I I can dedicate a couple of hours towards a project. I can do that. Do you just kind of like rejuvenate after sleeping? Because I think the hardest part too is not getting back into things too early because then you feel discouraged when you know you can't do it all at once so protecting the rest time like I literally started penciling in sleep or self-care or whatever I needed for that day so it doesn't it was a non-negotiable for me right so I started treating it as a calendar event that I can't miss yeah. And I th- it's interesting that you're saying you know you start to have that ability for a couple hours of a project because isn't it funny? Like you do work that lights you up, right? Like I would imagine in, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in, you know, the work that you do for your, for your blog and for your, for your account. And yet mm-hmm. if you are burnt out, the passion and the motivation can go. So like just building that up bit by bit again, can be important to remember also who you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just that those like little steps towards the right direction. And then eventually just builds up to 
you know, your, your normal self. And um, when I was actually writing my article, I discovered something called um, active resting through Dr. Um, Alex Pang, who's the author of Rest, <laughs> uh, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less, which is really, really uh, an interesting concept. So um, he reviewed tons of scientific literature and basically proved that rest isn't just, you know, like the absence of work. Um, and he uses neuroscience to argue that overwork um, is productivity's like worst enemy. And like you said, when you do things that light you up, it turns out that when you're an entrepreneur or if you're creative, uh, those types of people tend to lose themselves in their work. And you actually, they actually need more rest than, you know, usual because they have a tendency of burning out because there's no separation between, you know, oh, I love what I do and then just actual life. So I just kind of thought that was quite interesting. And um, the whole concept behind active resting is basically figuring out um, a way to disconnect completely from work. So an activity that takes up, you know, mental power and physical power. And even though you're technically working your body and brain, you are so disconnected from your everyday motions and work and everyday stressors that you're resting more mm -hmm. which is I I thought quite interesting and that for me like that is as simple as you know just like going on a, a 5k walk with my dog <laughs> mm -hmm. or like rock climbing or just like something that totally just lets you take a mental break from from stress yeah yeah it makes me think of like not that I've attended a ton of yoga classes, but when I do, it's like you have to pay attention to like everything in your body and like you're following the instructions and you turn off the other part of your brain that's like, this is all the stuff I have to get done. And you turn on the part of your mm -hmm. brain that's like, okay, listen to this, then do this, move your body this way. And it, yeah, it can feel so peaceful at the end of it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just very restorative. It's I think he talks about it's not how long you rest for, it's how you rest. And um, I just thought it was a very interesting concept because I've never had heard of it until, um, you know, diving into that, that research. And it strikes me, I don't know if this came up in the book, but like maybe the term work needs to be quite broad because it also makes me think of like just being stimulated, right? Like if mm -hmm. I am, if I'm on my phone first thing in the morning, I'm not technically working. I'm just scrolling through social media. Or, and if I'm doing that late at night, it's not work, but it's information and things to process constantly coming through my brain. Was that sort of, like, is that how that kind of tied into you for your scroll-free Sundays? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, that's definitely another aspect of, you know, breaking that burnout cycle is because for someone like me, I'm constantly online, constantly receiving information, whether it's relevant or not. And um, you, at some point, you just need a break from it. So I just kind of figured if I need, I needed to have some sort of separation because I noticed that throughout, you know, I've been a social media uh, influencer for four years now. And within those four years, there's always been like pivotal disconnects where I just go offline for one or two months 
because it just gets too much. Like the information overload is just unbearable. So having that regular disconnect every single week on Sunday kind of prolongs, you know, that career, I feel. Because I I don't have to wait until I just can't take it anymore. It's a schedule thing that I know I get to disconnect every week, which is so helpful. And I think what you're like, this is so beneficial for anybody, right? Because like, as we record Mm -hmm. this, right, there's going to be another federal election in Canada, we're going, you know, we're seeing the atrocities of what's going on in Afghanistan, like, it's a lot to consume, especially if you're an Mm -hmm. empathetic person. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how are you finding scroll free Sundays? post burnout like is it how do you feel on a Monday (laughs) it's the best feeling (laughs) it's the best feeling on on the Monday I'm excited to get back into it because I really do enjoy you know connecting and sharing that's why I do it so it kind of gives me time to almost miss it in a way even though it's just 24 hours and you're absolutely right it's so beneficial for anyone because um I started noticing that like people are also tagging me and they're no scroll Sundays um and it's just good to see and actually I want to almost start a Facebook group because it is hard because you're I think we're so addicted to our phones And it is really hard to just let go. Um, And one way that I do it is I actually block um, my social media apps from my phone. There's a way that you can go into settings and just shut it all down. And that's what I do because um, the very first week that I did it, it was really hard for me to stay offline. (laughs) Just because I think you're programmed to scroll it, it is hard it's like it's almost like it's really it really is an addiction it really yeah. is I don't know if it's in the iPhone or whatnot but there was this ability to like to do your downtime or whatever and and people I talked to were like oh yeah I just click the notification that's like ignore 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 and go back into the app <laughs> right yeah yeah absolutely it always prompts you to open it right mm-hmm. yeah in terms of like We've taught, we've used the term self-care a couple times throughout this conversation. It is like thrown around wildly in social media, in life in general. What, like, what does self-care mean to you? Self-care to me, absolutely. It means the, you know, (laughs) skincare and the bubble baths and all of the above, because that is rejuvenating time, um, especially for someone who talks about fashion and beauty Um, but I think a big aspect of self-care that maybe isn't highlighted as much and I think that's totally true for me um, is having the discipline to you know disconnect having the discipline to do this the skincare routine and just kind of having the discipline to do the harder things in in order to fill your own cup because that is very hard to do so a big part of your self-care seems to also be your morning rituals. Can you talk us through what that looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I came up with an acronym and, and it's uh, J-Y-M and that stands for 
um, journaling, yoga, and meditation. And um, I kind of fell off of the yoga <laughs> part of it all, but my journaling uh, self-reflection is definitely a big, big part of um, how I take care of myself. It's just a way for me to process um, information that's coming my way, checking in with how I'm feeling and, you know, figuring out what's working out and what's not working out. It's a great audit. It's a great self-audit. Um, and meditation just builds that discipline of, you know, taking a step back or um, a big thing with meditation is figuring out that thoughts aren't bad you know you could like a lot of people with meditation it's like okay there has to be some sort of zen feeling that you eventually go to but um it's really just about checking in with yourself so i i find it very very beneficial yeah and there's so many different ways to do these practices right like whether it's a guided meditation or whether it's you know i hear some people talk about like walking meditations in nature or that kind of thing like there's there's no one size fits all for this type of thing. So I, I think it's figuring out what works best for you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. For me, I use the uh, Calm app. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm. Yeah. And it's a, it's just a guided meditation and every day they have um, different lessons after the meditation and I'm someone who enjoys learning. So I take to that. Um, and it's just been working out great. I think I've just renewed my subscription for the third time, which is mm -hmm. I do a yearly subscription. So it's great. I, so I love that you're talking about like, and I think it was towards the beginning of our conversation, like this is a practice. This is not, mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll go on a retreat. I'll take a vacation that will reset me completely. But like, this takes work to like, it sounds like counterintuitive, but it takes work to not burn out again. Right. So mm -hmm. is, is there anything else that uh, kind of fits into So we've got the scroll free Sunday, you get lots of rest, you have this morning practice. Is there anything else that's like, uh, without this, it's a, you know, this is the cornerstone kind of thing. I honestly think that time away from screens is, is the key. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, it's, it is a constant thing that you do. Um, I know a lot of people like to throw the term lifestyle change, but it really, really is. Mm -hmm. um, and it really didn't start all happening for me until all of the, the pieces that we just talked about came together and it became a constant thing that you do. And when you asked, um, I brought up, you know, the term discipline of self-care and that's exactly why like it does take discipline and almost like building up that habit of putting yourself first which is in this world is very hard to do mm -hmm. and getting to the point and I think sometimes like the first time you do these things feels really challenging right mm -hmm. so, it feels off yeah but when you get into the habit of doing it enough you crave it right Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there are weeks that I just, for example, I like couldn't do the no scroll Sunday because of work obligations or, you know, a certain campaign had to be posted on that day and I, I had to be online and you just feel, you know, a little bitter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because 
Yeah, because it's something that you crave, like you said. And um, you do absolutely get to that point, but you do need to have that like discipline and almost like a little bit of determination to want to not burn out, to build up the habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell, tell me about the term, and this might tie into the sort of active rest, but in your, in your article, you talked about work in your sleep. And mm-hmm. I know I had to read that a few times because I was like, work in your sleep. What do we mean by this? So tell me a bit about that. So um, work in my sleep, Um, kind of started off with through the research that I did for the blog Um, and it's another kind of concept that I learned from Dr. Alex Spang and he says that a lot of the times uh, sleep is often associated with lost time but according to research sleep isn't just you know beneficial for physical rest. Um, It's a time for incredible mental activity that gives our brain time to organize information and learn skills. So in a way, when you're sleeping, you're actually working, (laughs) which is kind of a really wonky thing to think about. But I feel like knowing these facts helps people change your perception, you know, on rest. And it kind of helps with dealing with some of that guilt that a lot of people who are, are driven um, experience when they're taking a break. Well, it's like, have you seen the um, Pixar movie Inside Out? I have not, no. No? So, okay, I have children, so I watch a lot of, <laughs> a lot of animated movies. It's actually <laughs> one that I think really benefits adults because it's all about your like what goes on in your head and how our brains work and everything. And there's this scene where um, the child Riley is fast asleep and inside her head, you see these like little factory workers basically going through her memories of the day and being like, okay, we're going to keep this. This is going to go in the trash. This is, we're filing this, like, which is exactly what our brains do when we sleep, right? Like they actually do a job if we give it and if we give them proper rest and not insufficient sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I also outline in the blog post. And it's like you're actually working overtime when you're resting because you're consolidating information um, that you learn when you were awake. And it's funny because as I was writing the article, I had posted about some of the research that I was finding on like Instagram stories. And this woman DM'd me and she, I think she either runs an agency or some sort of entrepreneur and she had a client that had an issue and she said that she found the solution in her sleep <laughs> so that was oh my gosh. yeah yeah so that was um really nice to kind of like get feedback but it's true I've even experienced that in in my own life and where you know I'm just like creatively stumped and there's nothing <laughs> and then when you go to sleep when I go to sleep you know, you either have a dream, and but that dream is just like an interpretation of like whatever your brain is is mm-hmm. trying to figure out the solution for for the issue that you're you're having in real life. Yeah. Um. One thing I just wanted to comment on, I like you were saying that the burnout that you had in 2020 is not the first time you've experienced burnout. That it had happened mm-hmm. a few times before. Mm-hmm. I told like I think COVID a lot of people can really relate to that what were the burnouts before related to like just working too hard at school and a, you know in your work life or 
I think just everyday stresses and not properly dealing with them mm-hmm. will probably contributed to the burnouts before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where this one differs is we just collectively went through so much <laughs> with the pandemic and everything that, you know, all the after effects of it. And I think a lot of people just kind of reach their their breaking point at that point and I was no exception Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like at least in my experience with my clients or whatnot we're getting stressed and burnt out more frequently younger and younger Mm -hmm. like do you see Mm -hmm. this in your in your community or with your friend groups that like it's happening younger than you might because I used to think of burnout as like someone having a midlife crisis in their 40s and just being like I can't do this anymore And now it just seems to be way more frequent. Oh, absolutely. I think we've touched on information overload is one thing, but I think the demand on, you know, the younger generation is more so now than ever before. Like, if you even look at stats for grades, like kids are, you know, smarter than they ever were before in past generations I even like look at my brother and like they know things that I didn't even (laughs) think about when I was at their age and um, just that overload and the pressure is becoming unbearable and I think that's why we're we're burning out more and more and younger yeah and we have and we probably are not getting the same kind of like active rest like you were talking about right because if our downtime is screens and social media and video games like we're not doing that active rest that you mentioned yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it so having been through burnout not wanting to go through it again what are your kind of like physical emotional mental like tingle moments where you're like "Mm, things are ramping up a little bit like what do you recognize in your body is happening Absolutely. I think my biggest one is irritability. Like when people just start (laughs) rubbing me the wrong way. And I'm usually a pretty teary, happy, go lucky person. But when I'm just noticing that, you know, someone's breathing is getting under my skin. (laughs) I know. Hey, don't give John a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that you would bring up John. That is, you know what, and that's the closest person to me. So obviously, you know, they, they, they get the the backlash. But I know it too. Yeah, for for sure. No irritability, uh, fatigue is another one when you're just tired for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the biggest one where I know, like, I really need to put a break on things is loss of interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you, so especially for other people who are going through it and they're like, okay, I know I'm approaching that, but I've got so much shit to do, right? How do you course correct? Mm -hmm. Like, how would you, whether it's yourself or someone else, how would you say, yes, I know you've got a lot on your plate, but here's what you have to start doing right now. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's the hardest part of breaking that burnout cycle Um, It's just like not allowing yourself to take a break because there's so much on the go. But when that happens, I just start becoming very protective over my time. So I can actually decompress from the stressors that are 
you know, contributing to, to these symptoms. So um, for me, it's going to that calendar and start blocking off time. Even if I can't rest immediately, I know a break is coming and that helps ease some of that anxiety. So important, right? Okay. Um, it, I would be remiss to not uh, ask you about what some of the exciting projects are that you have on the go because you're just doing all the most creative things and I love following behind the scenes. What, uh, is, there, is there anything you want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just launched, you know, my website, chasetheglimpse.com, which is so exciting. Um, and I actually, this has been a project that's been in the making for, I think, a full year now. And the reason why we stopped last summer is because I hit a burnout. Yep. <laughs> so um, that was so exciting to kind of get over that and launch it. And like I mentioned before, one of my proudest article on the website is breaking the cycle of, of, you know, working out just the burnout again. So if anyone is listening and is, you know, interested in diving more into that, I definitely recommend that article. It's called Confessions of a Recovering Workaholic. Yeah, we'll um, link to it in the show notes today for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, Oh gosh, I'm just exciting to live life post university because yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different world. Like I've, you know, I've worked on my platform all through university, which is, you know, how I was able to go full time with it in the first place, but dedicating a hundred percent of your time towards what you really enjoy doing is, is a whole different experience. So really looking forward to that. Uh, congratulations. That's so exciting. Well, we'll definitely, for our listeners, check out the show notes. We will link to your Instagram and the blog and that particular article because it's a, it's a juicy one for sure. Good. Good to so, hear. So I have to wrap up with the final five that we ask all of our guests. Um, what are some of the things, projects, personal, professional, whatnot, that get you fired up in a good way? Um, and if, if it's carpets, I definitely know that it, you've got to follow the, the saga <laughs> on your Instagram. The great carpet saga. Yes. Uh, well, right now, you know, we're, we're moving out. So the whole process of, you know, decorating and decision-making, it is, it is a lot, but it is very exciting because I'm trying to build a place where I really do feel like it's an oasis, but a productive one. So it's kind of interesting to kind of figuring out how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm really looking forward to just completing it and actually enjoying the space because right now everything is is crazy. I can't see my floor. I can't see the carpet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you can't see the carpet that you work so hard to find. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what's the most inspiring book that you've read in the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. So that one, um, I always said after reading it, I said, if I can give one book to every single person that I love, it would definitely be Atomic Habits mm. by James Clear. Mm -hmm. Have you read it? Oh, yeah. Many times. It's, yes, it's such a great treat. It's so easy to read. Um, and he talks about, as you know, probably like the tiny changes that produce big results. Um, and I think it's such a relevant book for our time because a lot of people just crave that instant uh, reward 
Um, but that's not obviously always the case, especially with like career goals and just the long-term orientated thing. Um, and that book is just amazing. It just kind of helps you shift your perspective on life and it's just great. And I think it makes habits much more tangible and accessible because I've read other books on habits and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. But this breaks it down and like, this is exactly how you do it. This is exactly what it has looked like for other people and can look like. Like here's tons of examples. Like it is just so user-friendly, I think that book. Absolutely. And one of the things, like I mentioned, I'm moving into a new space. And one of the things that he talks about is like creating habits in, in your space. And I'm going through that phase of life right now. And I just literally open the book and read how to do it. And I'm applying it, you know, in how I'm decorating my space. So it's, it's great. It's very, very user-friendly. Yeah. So I typically ask my guests, what are your go-to strategies for handling stress? We've talked about a lot of them. Is there anything, um, I don't know, anything random little things that you like to do that we haven't covered? I think as guilty as I am for saying this, trash TV is my go-to when things are just, you know, I need a break and I want to see people's life implode on tv (laughs) so big brother um and love island are kind of my go-tos and the bachelor when it's on oh dude i've been watching old seasons of love island uk (laughs) oh my gosh good times awesome yeah yeah my friend and i um i think we took out like a whole weekend to watch a season and it was just such a toxic environment to be in but so good (laughs) also I'm just like power to these people I would I could never do that (laughs) yeah like it takes a lot even just like to be on Instagram stories sometimes I feel like self-conscious I can't even imagine like opening up yourself like that yeah to the entire world it's insane wild what is the best life lesson you've learned or advice that you've been given that's an interesting one. I'm, I'm lucky to have a lot of strong females in my life <laughs> and there's no shortage of lessons, but I think the biggest one that made the most impact is, you know, if you fuck up, it's not the end of the world. I hope I can swear. I don't know. If oh, I a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, things happen in career in life, love, whatever. And when you hit some sort of rock load, it's not the end of the world. You just got to pick yourself up and dust it off and do it all over again. And it takes the pressure off, right? It makes everything a little less end of the world intense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. And my last question for you, Maria, is what does it mean to you to live your best life? For me, um, what does this mean? So creating opportunities to work on the things that I love, I think is living my best life. Um, it's just completely losing yourself in, you know, the creative process or the project that I really enjoy doing and just figuring out a way to sprinkle a little happiness on the world. <laughs> Because it's a, it's a bleak world, especially right now. And I just think, you know, living your best life is like, to really understand 
what makes you tick and then pursue that just unapologetically. Oh, this resonates so much with me right now, and I'm sure it resonates with our listeners. So thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Victoria. Thank you so much. I'm happy that we finally got to chat. I know. know, Outside of Instagram. Thank you so much to Maria for joining us on the podcast today. If you haven't already, uh, go check her out on Instagram at a glimpse of Maria. In the show notes, I am linking to that uh, blog post that she mentioned. Um, I highly recommend checking out. There's some really great resources that she talks about, and it definitely piqued my interest in in topics that I hadn't necessarily heard about before. So make sure to check it out. And then finally, yeah, just one last plug for the book uh, for Stress Less in 90 Days. If you haven't gone to pick up your copy, you can get it uh, on Amazon in all the formats. You can also get it in the ebook version uh, on Barnes & Noble, on Kobo. You could request it from your library. That's always a really great thing for any author is to request it from the library. And yeah, I mean, if you want a physical copy and you don't want it through Amazon, because I have heard that from a few people, just message me on Instagram at stresslessladies and we can chat. I know I have shipped a few copies directly to people so that is an option as well and I am working on getting it in more locations in paperback format so thank you so much for your support and I hope you have a fantastic week I've got a great episode lined up for you next week we have a return guest Marlo Browse who is going to talk about the resilience that it takes when you have to have a major transition in your business and in your dreams, basically, uh, all as a result of COVID. So I think you're going to really like it and I can't wait to connect next week. Sorry for my noisy cat and we will chat soon.